0: Today's podcast is sponsored by Mr. Lube, fast, warranty approved oil and fluid changes. Mr. Lube. All right, here we go. First podcast of 2019. It doesn't even roll off the tongue well yet. At least. I don't know. Did oh, you, i you guys no notice problem, the it? difference? <laughs> <laughs> it's 2019, man. It's terrifying. I know. Like, it is terrifying. And this is Soccer Talk of the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. I'm in with uh,
1: Charles O'Toole and uh, Daniel Drummond. Boys, how are you? I'm fantastic. Come back for a nice little rest, nice little break from soccer there and eager to get back at it. Yeah, eager
0: to get back at it. You, Daniel?
2: Yeah, I'm doing great, man. Had a great break and looking to get back into it as well.
0: I was sort of contemplating my break and thinking was it good? Was it bad? It's always good to get some time off and to. Do you want uh, another break to think about the oh, other no, break? No, <laughs> no, it's just one of those. Things. I actually went home. Uh, I went back to Vancouver for 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 the holiday and drove. So the the stress level that goes on when you're contemplating. How was the, the drive? drive? You know what? The drive during the winter months is usually pretty uh, hairy at best. But it was fantastic. That's Both of us have dropped yep. the F-bomb, by the way. Charles. I haven't I already. It no, Dano, Dano <laughs> hasn't done it yet. Um, yeah, it was great. It was great both ways. Uh, mostly dry pavement all the way through. The scariest portions for me are... Because I have made that trip before and not made it all the way. I have crashed once all right. yeah, uh, yeah. on the trip my second year in, in Edmonton. And so anytime I get close to those areas... I start to panic a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, So once I get through those strips, it's around the Clearwater area. Um, I can't even even remember the other. It's a V. Um, Vernon? No? No, it's like Venby or something like that. Anyways, so there's an area that I I get a little uh, frustrated or worried about. And then the Hala, trying to get over the summit. Once you get over the summit, it's usually pretty good. Although I have to say, on my way into Vancouver... Got over the summit. The roads were great. A little bit of, you know, snow patches here and there, but it was mostly pavement. Um, but once you got over that, and it's usually a coast down into uh, Hope, it was a little dodgy, to say the least. Really? It was You just had to be more cautious. It was, it was a little bit more on the road. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was great. And both, you know, I left so early from Edmonton to head out. You was, got there at a good time, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, it was daylight still as I went over the Coquihalla. And that, for me, is is the absolute blessing, is making sure you go over the Coquihalla <laughs> during the daylight hours. At least you can see what's going on around you uh, in, instead of uh, guessing where the road is, uh, which, I, which I've had
1: to do on occasion. Turn your headlights on.
0: Yeah. And and then the, the weather forecasts, uh, just reading the 10-day forecasts of the different areas on the way back to Edmonton, Um, I just picked the perfect day to to head home. I I, I came back on New Year's Eve. But it was good. It was a good trip. Uh, Lots of people seen and uh, heard from. Good family dinner on Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. So how was that for you? Is there, like, a? are there traditions you guys uh, actually sort of follow? Is there... Um... Probably the last few
2: years with my, my in-laws, we always do Christmas Eve there. So they're Ukrainian background, or at least my father-in-law is. So mm-hmm. do a big Christmas Eve dinner there, and then over to my family on Christmas Day for most of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother's got three kids, so it's pretty fun. The kids are co- going crazy with the gifts and whatnot. And then over to Lindsay's parents for dinner again. So about, about it in regards to tradition, yeah. um, and then Boxing Day, New Year's Day. Always a little bit of traditions, either seeing family. Had a steak and shrimp dinner at the in-laws' wow. on Wow, steak Day. and shrimp. Yeah, there you go. Wow.
1: And what about yourself, Charles? Any uh, uh, for us? Have anything particular? Yeah, usually we uh, we go to Christmas Eve Mass uh, on Christmas Eve. <laughs> and then we come back, maybe have a few hors d'oeuvres. Oh, wow. oh hors d'oeuvres. Oh, hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, hors d'oeuvres. Jeez. <laughs> I think a steak and Yeah, steak <laughs> 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 uh, it's, it's a, a whole d'oeuvres. different ball of wax. <laughs> <right>? uh, <laughs> I don't know, not, nothing like that. But, you know. Maybe like a sausage roll and some beans or something. No, <laughs> uh, no, like go. <laughs> sausage
0: roll and beans. That's got to make for an interesting uh, night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, then it's, uh, we usually host uh, Christmas dinner. So we uh-huh. have all the family over. And uh, this year, my sister came out from Dallas. So, yeah, it was a big one that we oh, had this great. time, uh, and she spent a few days with us, so that was nice. Boxing Day, uh, sit around in your pajamas and <laughs> eat all the candy that you got there, some more outdoors. Sounds
2: hors- like a Saturday with DW. <laughs> Saturday
0: with <laughs> DW. You know what? I'll, t- I'll have to say, though, on Boxing Day, and there was there was two places in the lower mainland in British Columbia that you were supposed to avoid. There's a brand new outlet mall by the airport mm-hmm. in, in Richmond. And so people said, avoid that area like the plague on, on Boxing Day. And the other one is one down by the ferry terminals uh, in Tawasson. Um It's called, uh, what's it called now? Something Mills. Towson Mills. And it's a large outlet mall. Mm. So Darren went with <laughs> a couple of uh, friends, uh, one of his exes and, uh, and and child and children. And we went to... I um, <laughs> went to one of these outlet malls, and I'm telling you, driving in there, I, I thought it was okay. But then you then you get into the lineup, and the police have blocked every entrance to the mall with the exception of one. Ooh. So the lineup of cars was crazy. We went early enough. It was like 10 o'clock in the morning or something like that, mm-hmm. 10.30. So you mean late? Well, I thought, I mean, <laughs> honestly, honestly boxing <laughs> that's really, late. Reality, to go to a mall, I thought that was going to be late. I figured, oh, yeah. But we we actually follow the brown uh, parking, tons of it. It's because
1: we was told to pull stay in. away. <laughs> exactly,
0: so we pull in and park, get in the mall, and it's you know it's busy, but it's not too bad. The lineup for the Nike store, because of course I've, I'm being the king of footwear. I love all the Nike product. I mm. figured, okay, I'll, it was a two hour lineup. A two-hour lineup to get into that store—it was crazy. Wow! Like I've never seen anything like that in my life. It was—it was a zoo. Something so, like Western culture needed more stuff. On no, I know. And, and then, uh, of course, as the day wears on, you get to the lunch hour and stuff. Eventually, you couldn't move. Like it was—it was like you know I was like Chuckles was like ch- Chuckles in his PJ's. Chuckles <laughs> in his PJ's on his beans
2: and sausage <laughs> rolls. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, those it are w- past. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you they were past. Uh, <laughs> but Chuckles yeah, all toot. <laughs> the lineup the lineup was just crazy and getting out of there was just awful as well. So, uh, so anyway, what would you buy? Nothing. Wow. I didn't Oh, that was a waste of time. Well, you know, I, I well, I had hoped A to go in and, and go to the into the Nike store, but there's I'm not going to stand in a lineup for two hours (laughs) just to get into and hope that there's something there that I want to get. You can do
1: it all online, though.
0: Well, I mean, I I know, I know, and that's the crazy part about it. And there's so many other outlet malls. I mean, there's one by the airport here in Edmonton that Mm -hmm. I'm sure will have a Nike store, and um, there's already a Nike store in South Commons uh, in the The Edmonton area as well. There's an outlet uh, sort of area there. So I'll just... uh, you know, I'll do my shopping there. It was more. It was more about hanging out with the people I was hanging out with and, and spending some time with them because missed them a lot being here for the past six years. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was interesting. Nice. I wouldn't call that a tradition though. But uh, Well, you going back to home though is a bit of a tradition, right? It, Always making the trek. Back. You know what? And there's again, I don't want to. I don't want to talk too much about it. But when you're on that highway and you come into the city of Vancouver and you drive in. What a sight! Just especially if the sun is shining, mm-hmm. which which doesn't always happen there. But it, <laughs> but it was it was when I came in and just seen the mountains. Yeah, welcome then, welcoming you back. Right? And then water and stuff like that. I mean, it, just a huge difference driving into a city that's got you know a bit more going on around it. Go as ahead, far say as, it. You just lost half your listeners. No, then. no, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. But when you when you drive into a city in uh, like you know, I, 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 don't, I don't want to throw it out there, but driving into Calgary has got a better view than just oh, driving geez. into some of the other prairie cities, just <laughs> because of the, just because of the way it's laid out. And I that's guess. it for the show. <laughs> Please no, come back. No, we'll a no, new host hey, next time. You know what? I enjoy this city very much, and 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 in particular, the people that I work with are fantastic. I hear stuff. you though. Vancouver is a pretty cool city. It's like, you just can, driving into it is just yeah. like holy crap! It's just a different. Vibe. A different vibe. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So anyway. <laughs> I, 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 enough of me chatting about it. Did you get anything good? I um, have to ask. What did I get now?
2: Slab on well, the belly of the wet fish? I did I didn't <laughs> get that, believe it or not. Well, that's um okay. Sister-in-law got me a framed Harry Kane picture when he won the golden boot. Oh, that was pretty good. that's so got to be a different class. Yeah, she did right well so? that. And now oh.
0: you're... Oh, I didn't expect that from Jeff isn't going to let you put it up anywhere, though, is she? Oh, no, I got a whole sports wall. upstairs. Wow. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. A little Mandan going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in that room. It's pretty fantastic. It's, it is. It's huge. The couch in particular fantastic. is just uh, one you want to sit on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Watch the tube all day. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Charles? Anything? Uh maybe my kids are thinking I'm getting fat. They got me a Fitbit watch. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so that that was nice. So I haven't picked it up yet. Win. Still contemplating whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's all
0: good. All good. Oh, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I don't have kids, so I don't get nothing. (laughs) 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 Nothing. You got nothing. No, no. I I have some friends that uh, gave me a card, and uh, I always get these mint melties from Purdy's all the time. So I love those. And they gave me a little something extra special, which was nice as well. So yeah, yeah, that. And uh, another buddy of mine gave me a bottle of (laughs) of rum, like I need more rum. (laughs) But uh, again, great, great Great friend, great hangout when I was to, uh, out with them. Um, some of the pictures on Facebook will attest to our insanity. While <laughs> while my visit was there, I was playing some guitar, and one of them looked like a machine gun. So that was wow. was kind of cool. Have you
1: not gone on to Facebook and checked I I those. those? I haven't seen
0: these. No, oh. the days oh.
1: when D up had the air. Yeah, oh yeah, trailers.
0: I've got some of the some of the hair pictures are back up. Yeah, yeah making you things. You keep talking. I want to try and find these. Well nah. the show. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so 2019 hopefully is going to start off on the on the not even hopefully it has started off fairly well and looking forward to it being a fantastic year for the club.
1: And for all of us involved with the club and, and, and all our members as well. So. Well, a lot of us now are getting into our, basically our second year into this. So we've been through one full cycle. So yeah. hopefully things are a little bit more smoother and uh, we start building. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward.
0: <laughs> there it is. There it is. Wow.
1: Diana has actually pulled up the picture of me
0: with the guitar. Uh, it looks pretty funny.
2: I guess I'll like it.
0: That's funny. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> that guess. face. I know.
2: I didn't see these. Yeah, you know, disconnect it's- from social media a bit. It- Wow! I Why did you I d- disconnect for any particular reason, or
0: just too well, much? Or I'm quality?
2: just I'm just realizing I didn't see your pictures, and you're like, "How did not you see them?" I guess it just wasn't on it as much. I don't know. Oh, that's a good thing, though. And then you're dealing more with family. And wow! Always spectacular driving over the Lions Gate. There you go. On yeah, your you know what? You and
0: that's uh, that's it's a bridge I haven't been over in many years. That's two likes I've given you now. Wow! Jeez. It's, it's slow good. it down. I, I must be doing something right. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what I was about to say. It was, uh, had something to do with soccer, I'm sure. Well, we were back at the club, year. Charles saying second year back at it. Yeah, second year back at it. We're going to hopefully have a bunch of things going on and uh, some of the positive vibes that have been going around. In particular for me is the shots and stops that we've been doing here at the club. Uh, a Friday night. Well, it's been really growing too. We've got
1: more and more people coming well, into which it, which
0: is it's amazing. And you know what? We try through many different mediums to to get information out to, to to the club, and everyone has a tendency to say they don't, they haven't heard, or I don't really know. And and for you members out there that are listening, that are you know. Um, you know have kids involved with the program or kids in general make sure that your parents when they up the you know up their registration for the next year there's an option to to get emails or not and i know emails are a pain in the butt if you're getting a lot of them but if you don't check mark that you will not get the emails that tell you when different programs are happening, or when the podcasts are, or the contests that we have. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unless you go on the website and and actually see it a lot yourself, you're not going to get a chance to get involved with some of these programs because you really won't know about them. Mm -hmm. Um, So when parents ask me or or say, oh, I had no idea this was going on, um, you know, it's not like I shake my head or anything like that. I explain What's going on, or hopefully they'll get the uh, the understanding of the gist of it. But at the end of the day, it, it's it's you have to make sure that you're aware. Like you
2: yeah, know. and I think it's tough for parents, right? Just to think to go onto the website besides a couple times a year for registrations for maybe our Shy for Excellence camps or for registration. It's not something they're probably doing on a weekly basis, right? So mm-hmm. getting the updates or the emails, I think, is probably the best way to go, for sure.
0: Yeah, and because I know there's other programs that we run, Charles, and, and and that you're involved with, that I'm sure
1: if people were a little bit more in tune to... Well, it is. Like, well, for the coach education stuff, we, we were pretty consistent mm-hmm. as to who it is, but it's a lot of still similar faces. And just in the last one there, we actually had quite a few new faces showing up, because we, we actually... Promoted it out to our community coaches in that as well. Mm-hmm. And so the last two sessions now has been an increase in the, their numbers, which yes. is terrific. Of mm-hmm. course. I didn't use the F-bomb. No, no. <laughs> the T-bomb. <tea> <laughs> but this year, start well, the first one coming up in a couple of weeks here, in the 18th, uh, it's going to be a two-parter. And that's going to be for the next three sessions afterwards as well. So we'll have the coaches' session from 6 till 7 on the Friday night. Mm-hmm. But then at 7.45, back in the park. At uh, first line, uh Thorne is going to be coming in and doing a, an hour with the coaches as well on recovery, nutrition, sleep, uh, that sort of stuff. But so educating them so they can pass that on to the kids. That type of thing is, is huge for coaching, uh, especially oh. getting the
0: understanding of it. I, I mean, it's something we bantered about uh, this morning uh, before we started the podcast was, was talking about doing maybe some classroom type sessions Absolutely. for the coaches. Um, so, they have a better understanding of, of different elements within the game that not necessarily are translated well on the pitch, especially if you don't have an understanding of it already. Um, so, sitting down and having some, you know, chalk talk or something like that, where you can have the, a, a coach's group get a better understanding, especially for coaches that are just getting into coaching for the first time.
1: Well, I know like Daniel and I kind of mentioned it just before Christmas there about doing a classroom session. It's just that right now we have all the field time booked. Yeah. So I'm not going to give that up. No, of course not. I mean, a picture paints a thousand words, right? Mm -hmm. So being on the field and doing it through, running it through in a practical situation, I think Mm -hmm. you have a lot more understanding. Yeah. But again, bringing in the classroom aspect of it is way beneficial as well. So we take it from the classroom into the and onto the field. Yeah. So if we can get, like, maybe the, o- the next outdoor. session. Yeah, and going well, into well, outdoor, we don't we'll do that. We not have indoor facilities, right? Yeah. We've got to be in there for an hour or whatever. But like outdoor well, when it's been. Maybe the one lot. week we have them do, draw up a session, how to plan a session. Mm-hmm. And then maybe go out and split them into groups, like four to a group or so like that, or five to a group, and just run a session for the other coaches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we just give feedback on that. So we're going to help to develop and grow our culture and our program. And then everybody's going to understand our game model. Uh, going forward, so then we pass that on to the kids, and
0: that makes a whole lot of sense. I, I, I think coaches would be very much appreciative of the fact, and and have it be not necessarily a, a full critiquing session type thing, but at least getting some positive thoughts towards. Okay, well, here's how you can make this a little bit better. Or,
1: well, yeah. I, think it's, I think it's also establishing a confidence within the coach itself. Oh, for sure. I mean. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a taunting task to go out there and be in front of all your peers and have them run a session. This way, I think we're sort of building them up. Mm. So when they do go for their licensing and, and, and that sort of stuff, then they're not as overwhelmed. They're in there. They're in confident, They know exactly what they're doing. And they can run the session. Yeah,
0: Mm. yeah. Um,
1: Just to throw it out there, D uh,
0: is actually still on holiday, and so he's missed out on this lovely uh, podcast. Um, But he'll return with us uh, when he returns from holiday. I believe he'll be back next week. You know what? We're going to take our first break here. When we come back, we'll uh, have a little bit of a chat in regards to, uh, oh, what do you think? We'll leave it a surprise for you when we come back. All right. You're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. We'll be right back. Today's podcast is sponsored by Mr. Lube. Taking care of your car on your schedule, not ours. Mr. Lube. And we are back. You're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Yeah, I just was, you know, (laughs) casually going to shoot that out there. Um, Something we neglected to talk about was a little contest we had prior to our Christmas break. We want to throw it out there that um, it was the guys versus the ladies of the office in making a gingerbread house. Tech versus administration.
1: Yep, tech versus admin. And um, what was the final tally? I think they did actually. There was two. There was one on Twitter and there was one on Facebook. On the Twitter, the uh, tech staff won 55 to 45. Wow. And on Facebook, we were 75 to 25. Tech win? Tech win. Yes, the tech side. Wow. We threw everybody for a loop with not having the soccer field, although i
2: got to give them credit. The soccer field is pretty cool. Yeah, it looks,
0: I wish, if you haven't seen it, uh, it is up on our Sherwood Park uh, Facebook page, the pictures of both um, houses. The ladies' house was uh, fairly fairly nice, but very stock, if you, like, I mean, it looks cool. But this but is more of a clubhouse. It yeah, is. okay, fair enough. It is in the room right now, if anyone's wondering why no, we're such we're, we're,
2: a detailed <laughs> vision of these gingerbread houses.
0: Yeah, we're looking at these gingerbread houses. But the tech staff, we actually turned our gingerbread house into a log cabin. So Fantastic. there was a bag full of these really thin um, pretzels that we placed to make it look like logs. And I think that was the one that sort of won the crowd over, maybe. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think you're right there, Done. I think you're right.
2: <laughs> just took us the last week before Christmas to do it, you know. I think members yeah. are fine with that. So
0: Yeah, no, it was uh it was a good thing. It, 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 they look great. I mean, it was a fun venture too. I, although I have to say, maybe it's just me, but anytime we deal with stuff like not we, but anytime I have dealt with anything that's a little bit more. Well, not technical, but a little bit more if if it's... Finicky? Yeah, exactly. Finicky is a perfect word for it. I I lose interest after a couple hours. I'm sorry. (laughs) Was it a couple (laughs) minutes, did he say? No, no, no. no. I was okay for the first two hours. And, And I have to say, thank God for Andreas Schillen's Better, ha- better yeah. half, because she she was pretty instrumental for us. And I know it was supposed to be girls versus guys, but we we were allowed to bring, bring in, a ringer. Yeah, we brought our uh, brought a spousal ringer in to help us out, and uh, it was great. The, the thought process and the ideas that uh, came up were were really good, and uh, yeah. Now who's going to eat the house? I don't know. Uh, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know where your hands have been on that house. I, I'll, I'll neglect touching that whole side there. Although the roofing on the tech house, um, they were very tasty.
1: <laughs> they were very tasty. I was I was
0: happy with the leftovers, and I had a few of those. Um, yeah. That's just very good. So, anyways, it, it shows some uh, real good camaraderie and team building within, the, within our association. Well, it, I so. think
1: it's just gone to another step, though, because uh, right after the contest, Debbie was on the Internet looking for more ideas for next year. <laughs> no. <laughs> already. You're, you're kidding me. We haven't even finished she, the holiday, and the, already she was looking for better ideas or different ideas. I mean, their, their one actually had electricity. They had lights and everything going on yeah. theirs. I yeah. think they're going to be putting plumbing in next year. <laughs> <laughs> plumbing into yeah.
0: the gingerbread houses. That's, yeah. that's a great thing to have. <laughs> hey, listen, we, we, during the last show that we had, we had a little contest, Chillin' with Shillin'. So we had our I, I just, I but, tech lord of many yeah, teams. Tech lord. I don't know. I was just in of movies. Saint tech lord. He the saint. Um, we had him come in, and he was only allowed to speak German. And part of the contest was to figure out what fruit Dano had in his oatmeal, which he, on a usual basis, will come in during these podcasts with a whack of, uh, <laughs> you know, sure. oatmeal. And uh, he, ate it. <laughs> he, has, he ends up with the nickname Jimmy Oatmeal. And yes, he did eat it before he ended up coming in. Anyway, we haven't had a correct answer yet. So you're still in with a sniff here. If you listen to the last podcast and listen to the German answer that uh, Andreas gives for what the fruit was inside of Daniel's lovely oatmeal. <laughs> um, you're going to win a, a Sherwood Park District Soccer Association coffee mug if you uh, email us and, and you get the correct answer. All right? But you have to decipher the German. Uh, that's been uh, spouted out. It's pretty interesting and pretty obvious. So hopefully uh, someone will uh, will actually get the correct answer. <laughs> um, uh, let's, let's it's not boysenberry. So, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's something else other than that. Okay. So holiday time is usually the time when there is an awful lot of sport going on on your television. Um, you have the... Junior hockey champion, world championships that are on. And unfortunately, and I'm not, you know, by the time you guys hear this, Canada lost the other day against... Uh, Finland. Yeah, Finland, Finland. In, in overtime. And uh, I thought for sure it was a, a given that uh, Canada would have gone through, especially being on uh, Canadian soil. But it wasn't to be. They're out of the tournament and didn't even make it to the semis. So... um Yeah, that's upsetting. And then you have, of course, all the footy that's going on. Mm -hmm. As of Boxing Day, there was a bunch of stuff going on. And so we're going to have a little thing, Spurs Corner. And I'm calling it Spurs Corner just because it's Dano I'm going to throw at here who's had an opportunity to watch his team do well. There was one game I was watching; they were like three nil before the half was up. It's uh, Like every you know. game, that's <laughs> like every game. Usually, it's against them. Yeah. Oh, wow.
2: Well, I'm what Spurs is what? No, Number two or three in the league. Two. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not uh, second right now. Yeah, I'm not one of those guys that think my team can do no wrong like it's it's the premier league right we we were doing great and then up 1-0 against wolves and i think there's 12 minutes left and at home and lost three yeah, lost plus 3-1 like wow that's the premier league i mean chelsea tied southampton at home yesterday 0-0 right it just Things you just don't think can happen, but it's as we know, as coaches or as players, at one point, it's a lot of games, right? There's a ton of squad rotations, and it's it's a lot. So there's always some surprise results. I think the biggest one um, of the festive period is going to be today: Man City Liverpool. That's that's a huge one. Yeah, so. that's a
0: match at one o'clock today. Um, this being a Thursday, I won't even throw out the date because by the time you hear this podcast, we'll probably be a week, a week or two. <laughs> it's not 2020; <2020, laughs> it's 2019. That's the teen stuff still flows. When you get to the point where you're saying 2020, 2021, yeah. I mean, I guess it flows, but that's going to be, that's just going to be weird. <laughs> that's that's when I start thinking, holy crap, I am getting up there in age. I feel you, man. No, no. you don't. Uh, no, I don't. Well, you I, have, you're what, 22, 27? 33? Wow. I know.
2: You're in your 30s. Yeah. When you, when you say things to kids in junior high, they're just like, you're old now. You're like, well, oh, Okay, I guess I'm old now. So what does that make us? I'll t- <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. You know what? I, I I love my 30s. My 30s were awesome. Yeah, rocking uh, out. Rocked. Out. My 30s just were a smoking time. <laughs> you know, I, I say that every every <laughs> every decade I move into, I say it's a, oh, that's fantastic. You year. want to hear about my 40s? Tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week for DW's 40s. Oh man, I can't even. I don't even want to. Share us a that story hard. or two. You can edit it out. No, no. Let's hear. Let's hear the rest of the EPL world here. So we got the big game today, which is Liverpool Man City. And uh, by the time you hear this again, it, it'll be done. I think the results over Christmas with City losing at home to Palace
2: again, another result that probably was the shock of the of the Christmas period, and then losing away to Leicester. I mean, away games in any league are difficult, yeah. but with them dropping those points and Liverpool gaining an advantage, I think it's going to make for a really exciting. Uh, title challenge because I think if City had a seven-point lead, you'd think, ah, oh, City really have to slip up. But with Liverpool having such a big lead, I think, yeah, today's huge because yeah. if they if they draw and they keep it at seven points, I think I fancy Liverpool. I think they're going to go on and do it, um, which would be good just to switch up and ha- have somebody new lift the trophy. But I think they're going to need those extra points because, I don't know, Man City can be Man City and you just yeah. go on an absolute terror. But Liverpool look great. <laughs> they have sorted now, out their back end. So
0: now I know it's kind of okay, well, it's old news, but still news. Is Mourinho out at United, and what's what's going on there? What, what do you think Solskjaer's is going to be able to do in his? He's doing well. Yeah. He's yeah, like he's they beat
2: Newcastle yesterday. So I think I think they had a couple easy fixtures over the Christmas break. and You know, they score four or five goals, and people were like, "Man, he's kind of back and." Um, just hearing fans or watching pre-games and they're saying like, well, you know, let's look at the opposition, give him some time. But he's doing well. I think it comes down to the players, right? Yeah. And, and their professionalism under Mourinho, they're stating that, you know, guys kind of packed it in a little bit. Pogba wasn't as concerned. And there's so much go- that goes on behind the scene with any team, right? Yeah. So
0: I think... Uh, no, I think- do you make anything of uh, of the old boss coming in to... Didn't they sit down and have tea or something like that, Solskjaer and uh Sir Alex? Ferguson, yeah. I had read somewhere that they, they had sat down and had a chat about uh, what it's going to take to get the team back to yeah. playing it's, the way Man United played and just the whole thought process behind um, like the Man U the, the, Manu, the Manu Manu
2: way. Yeah. You know? I actually watched a documentary on Ferguson a couple days ago over the Christmas break. And it was just such a different time, right? And they, yeah. they said it point blank that the manager is the one that runs the show at menu. The moment that changes, like you're, you're in trouble. And I think I think with players these days, with everything that's going on, social media and this and that, it's easy for their egos to kind of get in the way or be bigger than the managers, right? Mm-hmm. I think um, I think Pogba's a, a, a good player, but under Mourinho, and it could have been Mourinho's fault partially. It could have been Pogba's fault, but. He just wasn't either playing in the right position, wasn't putting in the performances, and he mm. was lackluster. And now, you know, new lease on life, Ole Gunnar wants to score goals, go forward, attack. So, yeah. for right now, I think, man, you're pretty happy, but I don't think it's going to be enough to get them back in the top four. So
0: No. Where, where are they? They're sixth or seventh?
1: Yeah, but they're, they're not too far out now. They're only, yeah. they're only three points behind Arsenal right now. Fair. Arsenal's in fifth, I believe. So much can moment. change in half a season. Oh, too. So that's the whole.
2: That's a lot of, the whole thing. A lot of you,
0: games. you get a lot of those shifts where, like you, you, we were just talking about with Man City losing some of those games, and that and was Chelsea tying and 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 you know God. not not doing as well. Um, it, yeah, yeah, three points behind Arsenal, you, yeah. You get a whole big shift. Yeah, but now where are they from the top four? Six. Six. They're only six points out, yeah. so that's two games. That's not bad. You get yeah. a couple of uh, lucky bounces with losses ahead of you. They play
2: Spurs next in the league. Ooh. Yeah. You're looking forward to that one? Yeah, I think we'll do okay.
0: Yeah? I don't
2: know, it's going to be tough.
0: It's man, Yeah. Is it a weekend game or is it going to be yeah, one of a, the weekdays?
2: No, it's a weekend game. Uh? In Tottenham, uh, I think nine thirty. So uh, a bit too early for you,
1: eh? Oh
0: man! Is yeah. <laughs> <So> this Sunday? <laughs> no, no, the FA Cups this week. Oh, so the Cup, it's the week yeah. after. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's just it was just all the sports that go on there. It's just I love watching sports at that time mm. of year, especially with the giant TV that I have. Danos <laughs> 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 helped me carry it a couple of times oh, now. Yeah. So um, it, there's nothing better than. Time off in sports. <laughs> <laughs> there you see Pooley with a shirt. Let's give him a wave. He's
2: looking, being like, he's, he's looking. Pooley, Pooley in full Oilers gear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's awesome. You come in here and he's breaking down the Oilers' last game yesterday in Arizona and chatting about this and that. I mean. <laughs> It's sports, right? I mean, you, somebody can always connect about something somewhere. So um, right now, it's the World Juniors. That was that was a tough defeat for that, sure. That so definitely
0: was, definitely was. Hey, look, we're gonna take another break here, and when we come back, we we might talk a little CPL action, a little. FC Edmonton and uh, what's going on in that wonderful world? Uh, you're listening to the, the uh, Sherwood Park uh, I, uh, <laughs> Soccer Talk in the Park. Soccer Talk of the Park, the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association's official podcast. We'll be right back. Today's podcast is sponsored by Mister Lube. Taking care of your car on your schedule, not ours. Mister Lube. welcome back 2019 started off great here at the podcast world you're listening to the soccer talk of the park the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association Dano Charles and myself in D is still on holiday in lovely Montreal although you know what I was bugging D before he left about uh, bringing me back some Montreal uh, steak spice okay you know well, I thought you were gonna say poutine yeah.
2: Smoke I meat me sandwich. I, ca-
0: yeah. I can't see. Uh, Four days old, but yeah, ca- and I've had this poutine in my suitcase next to my dirty socks. I don't know if. You're...
2: But here's the kicker: Would you eat it?
0: No, that's <laughs> not happening at all. Would you try it? no, no I, w- I wouldn't try it either. The spice comes from a place called Lester's, uh, one of the famous delis in Montreal, that the smoke meat deli place. Mm-hmm. Uh, between them and Schwartz, Schwartz's is another real famous Montreal. Deli that uh, sells the smoked meat, and, and it's both of them have a spice. But the steak spice I get from uh Lester's is uh, should I drop the F bomb? Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're gonna make us some steaks? And I, uh, should. you know what? I have no problem. And there's a new way I, I, I'm I he's rambling about, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit, rambly, but you still we touched on steak. I had a buddy of mine talk to me about ah, uh, he likes watching all these different things shows. on YouTube, okay. And there's this guy from the southern states who comes up with a, a YouTube thing for um, all different types of ways of cooking with skillets, mm-hmm. um, one of those cast iron skillets, which is I'm desperate to get myself a, a quality cast iron skillet. Uh, and one of the things he talked about was a reverse sear, which is a way of cooking a steak. And what you do is if you have a steak that's like an inch and a half or so, yeah, a typical Costco type steak that mm-hmm. you would get. Um, You actually leave it out at room temperature, pop it in the oven at the lowest temperature you can go, about 250 in an oven. And they have varying times, like depending on how you like your steak with your medium, rare, really rare, whatever it is. Um, You pop it in the oven. You put it in your time. Once the timing is up, you pull it out, and you're looking, nah, is this looking <laughs> cooked or what? Uh, and then you, you have your cast iron fired up, rare and hot, with a, a little bit of oil, butter, and, like, garlic stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you sear it for, like, 45 seconds to a minute on each side and do the edges. That's it. Wow. Holy smokes. You have it over Christmas? It was so good, man. (laughs) I have not had a better steak in a long time, cooking at home, that is. I
2: I think Gordon Ramsay's done a YouTube video on a steak like that. Really? Yeah, because it's all about butter and garlic
0: and just, like, very simple in a skillet. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I'm... uh getting a little hungry here we are we are at the right lunch on. hour during recording here and i'm i'm getting a little peckish just thinking about it that's not the reason we're here talking we were we were going to talk about cpl action uh, coming up looks like all the teams are ready to uh, get fired up they're what are we three months away four months away mm-hmm. from the league actually starting
1: yeah I you know um, training camp
0: starts for fc on march 1st yeah march march big of march and i know that uh, I've I've seen uh, different emails and different thoughts go out for a whole bunch of different teams asking their players to come in and be ready to go uh, as of March first because yeah you want to hit the uh, hit the ground running there with these teams and, mm-hmm. and get them going um, very ex- very exciting times for, for Edmonton and for all the different teams within uh, within Canada that are that are that have teams I know that they're going to probably do a split season as well. Uh, where they're going to have a spring and fall season. Okay. okay kind of similar to what the NASL had done, but uh, I think at the end of it, I know there was, was just the convoluted playoff kind of setup was not great. So I think it's basically going to be... Do you like the split season? You've you know what? Part of it? I, I'm not a big fan of it. I, I would prefer to see it run straight the way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, when you, when the numbers of teams aren't huge, a split season makes sense. Mm. Uh, so you play a number of games for a spring season. Uh, I guess a spring season will probably run. I'm just you know um, spitballing here, but I, I would say it probably run until July, and then from July they'll take a couple of weeks off. I would think. Come back after that, and then play a fall season. End in uh, you know end of end of September, beginning of October. Uh, I think you'd have the winner of the spring season, and then the winner of the fall season, and then you have a final. That's it hmm. between those two teams uh, to determine the championship, uh, which, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. I, I guess they would have to figure something out. Uh, I mean, it's happened before in the NASL where you would have a team win both seasons. So then, it's the next subsequent team with the most points that would be classed as the second team. Um, but in the NASL, you had a playoff. There were four teams involved in the playoff. You'd have a you know playdown uh, and, and then a final. Right. So uh, I kind of like this better. I mean, it's it's so tough to to say. Do you have a final? Like it's. Leagues yeah, are so see, strange see, I'm here. I'm
1: not a big fan of that.
0: Yeah, I know. You're more the old school with the European sort of style. Yeah,
1: like and then maybe you have the playoffs with the top four teams out of the eight. I think, like, if you
2: look at Europe or the old school way, right, you kind of get the knockout with the cup competition. So you get that like one game or home and away game, and then the rest is the league. So you kind of get the best of both worlds, right?
0: Would that be something you think would work in in a small scale league? Uh, I, I mean, at moment, uh, I'm, I'm sure it's going to grow.
1: I think I think it I could think it if would. it grows yeah, yeah. like yeah. to have
0: a
2: cup competition like yeah. a Canadian cup competition Cause Cause, Yeah, you
1: know, I think I think it keeps interest as well yeah. like if your team's out of it like early in the season and then you still have a, a chance you know to play in this, this be a cup game or a playoff game well, then it's going to keep the fans. Now yeah. does
0: that does that become because the Amway Championship? Yeah, the Amway. I was just going to say so they which did the Canadian that before. Championship is pretty good. Right. Now the CPL is going to be involved in that. I'm assuming MLS teams, mm-hmm. the Canadian MLS teams, will still be involved in that. Um, did they not last year actually allow the top Ontario league yes, and did. the top Quebec league teams yes, to did. be involved as well? Yes and uh it's so almost like a semi-pro like yeah so i just think the, those teams they yeah. played against ottawa yeah those two then, teams played off first the winner yeah. of that then played ottawa, ottawa which was compared to the mls was the lower the next yeah. step league yeah and then the ottawa team won that and went on to play one of the mls teams mm-hmm. uh again to figure out the canadian Yes, yeah, same thing it was like an english league cup or an fa cup right? yeah or, so so you think there, there should be probably more emphasis on that as well? Yeah, I think so. A Canadian I think, cup. I think
2: with time, right, it will get there. I mean, the CPL is going to be focused on the league and the CPL, but the Amway, yeah, it's a it's a great way. If there's going to be more teams with CPL, mm-hmm. then it's a chance for that to kind of... And they're already
1: talking Montreal coming in, hmm. like next year already. Nice. Into? The C- CPL. CPL.
0: So what, are they going to leave the MLS and come into... No, they're uh, going to have a Montreal team. Oh, so it'll be separate from the impact, yeah. it'll be their own team. Yeah. Wow, I hadn't heard that. That's that's yeah. really good. Yeah. I'm assuming, though, that if, uh, you know, if the league really progresses and becomes better and better, that eventually those teams, those Canadian teams in the MLS will probably be told by CONCACAF that they're going to have to make the switch. Because isn't that the case? I think if, it, if there is a league that's really well-established and is competitive in nature to the next highest league in the area, so that would be the MLS, I'm assuming, and for mm-hmm. North America, if there's a Canadian league that can compete with MLS-style teams,
1: don't you think they'd make a transition? in or do well, you think some because some controversy grab- over just before the holidays about Ottawa Fury uh, playing in CONCACAF. So I'm not sure how that's worked itself out there as well. Like thinking Toronto and Vancouver would do what?
0: Well, well, I'm thinking Toronto, Vancouver, and Montreal. I'm thinking that if, if this CPL team or the CPL league became... As as such as far as level of play goes and number of teams obviously growing over the over the years if they get to a point where they're now competitive with MLS teams would CONCACAF Hmm. step in and go well Canada has their own league so you three teams that are now in the MLS are going to have to make the switch to the CPL what do you think I
2: mean yeah who knows right I think that's That's ways, ways down the line in regards to getting the league to that standard and getting, like, that fan base and money and everything like that. I think for the foreseeable future, I don't see them leaving the MLS. But, um, yeah, it's a fair point. I mean, that might come into
0: effect at some point. That's just interesting to think about, you know.
2: 2035. 2035.
0: (laughs) I can barely say 2019 right now. Um, So thoughts about uh, some of the signings that – Uh, FC Edmonton has made, in regards to the CPL,
1: uh, lots of local talent Mm. there. Well, that's why I think Jeff has stuck to his word, Uh, Jeff being the head coach of FC Edmonton. Mm -hmm. uh, He stuck to his word about bringing through the academy players and promoting local talent. And I believe he has eight uh, on the 20-man roster at the moment Uh who have came through the academy at some point or another and got on to university and played. So... I think that's a good thing yeah, because it, it's showing that, yeah, Jeff is committed to the community. The FC is committed to the community mm-hmm. as well. And they're looking to promote our local players. I mean, they've developed these players. They may have had these players since they were 14, 15, 16 years old, brought them through, seen how they've developed. Now they are giving them the opportunity to prove themselves on, let's say, a bigger stage.
0: Yeah. And so, I, I know one of, the, one of the first signings they had was uh, Randy Edwini Bonsu. And I remember Randy's from Edmonton. And I, But he, the first time I saw him, I was still in Vancouver with the Vancouver Whitecaps. And he came into the residency program there and lit it up. He was such a good player at that level uh, to the point where they actually towards, I think it was his second year at the residency program, they brought him in to play with the pro team. Um, to play with the Whitecaps Who were at that point It was USL or the A-League I can't I think it was USL at that point But you know, Got A-League. brought into Yeah exactly That's an old one A-League I was part of it man yeah. That's what I remember
1: Do you? Yeah oh. aviators. aviators The yeah. Aviators yeah. yeah it was Aviators Wow Reincarnation A- of the League and The A- and yeah. I, and I, Eagles I, and I remember 18 at the time I still Holy
0: cow I still have shirts The A-League shirts The uh, t-shirts that we had Yeah I feel
2: old Like stuff. I was talking to Connor James at the Shots and yeah. stuff. And saying, congrats, and you're part of it. And then we were just chatting, and he was saying um, about his dad being Im- involved or just following soccer and whatnot. I said, Oh, do you remember the A League? Thinking, like, these guys might not know what I'm talking about. He's like, yeah. yeah, I think so. My dad took me to a game or something. That's, that's how it came up, right? He was like, I
0: don't know, eight, seven. I don't know what it was. So I'll never forget the NASL, the old NASL, when I was on, jumped on the back of the Cosmos bus. After a game, getting Pele's autograph. That's awesome. So, uh, and I was eight or nine at that point. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's amazing that people can think back that far. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but same thing with the A League, and and it's become that now where the players that we're coaching that are looking to go and play at the pro well, level now. That was 15 years ago. Like that's terrifying. I know, I know <laughs> isn't it? Like that is. Terrifying! Oh man, <laughs> um, but yeah, very pleased for FC Edmonton and, and the signings that they've made. Connor James, you've just mentioned, he was definitely one of them. Yeah, a goalkeeper that uh, I worked with quite a bit in their FC Academy and uh, a g the Zebby Ajay, brothers. Ajay. Really happy yeah. for them. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really pleased. So all Edmonton uh, kids as well. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, all have come through the academy, as as Charles has mentioned, and uh, and I think for that, the kids that are in the academy now, or for
2: years to come, right? There's um, a tangible group and team at the end of this, right? Like yeah. that you've seen players two, three, four years ahead of you. Mm-hmm. They're in the group. They're in the first team, on the on the under-21s, whatever the case is. So yeah. I think it's awesome. There's professional soccer in your back door or backyard now. So
0: Well, and, and I'm hoping that uh, all of our own members here at the uh, Sherwood Park District Soccer Association get a chance to go out and see some of the matches to you know, really get a feel for how close they could be mm-hmm. to being part of – The pro team, Mm -hmm. you know, knowing that if you have the qualities and the skill and you're willing to work hard at it, you have an opportunity
1: right here in your own city to play professional soccer. Well, a big part of going towards that is the coaching staff that we have within SPDSA. Yeah. I mean, they're the ones that really develop the skills and all that. So when they get to the 13, 14, 15 years old and FC is now looking to bring them into the academy, they've got a good base. Yeah. And it comes from the coaches that develop these kids at the younger ages. Yeah, um, we're gonna we're gonna end it there. It's sort
0: of our first day back with uh, with regards to the podcast in the new year. Um, excited to be back. Lots of good things. Lots of exciting things going to happen here. And getting ready, or we're, we're prepping all ready for the outdoor season and uh, programming that's going to be coming your way, which we'll talk about more and more uh, on the podcast to come. So, Charles, thanks. Thank you, sir. Daniel, thanks, thanks buddy. Happy New Year! Um, yeah, Happy New Year to uh, to both you guys as well. You've been listening to the Sherwood Parks District Soccer Association's Ah uh, podcast, official podcast, Soccer Talk in the Park, and we will be back at you very soon. We'll see you. You've been listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association.